When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today uh, by Jerry Hamilton, On3 National Recruiting Analyst and Recruiting Analyst for InsideTexas.com. Inside Texas is your source uh, for Longhorn football and recruiting news. Uh, Jerry, you wrote an article this week that I found interesting. Uh, you were talking about must-get recruits from a Texas perspective, and I thought a lot of the names were different than what I would necessarily put on it, but you were going more from a, a perception standpoint, it's my understanding. So let's go over those guys. Give, give us the five guys that you risk, listed and must get, and then we'll talk about the other guys that I kind of feel fit in there as well. Yeah, uh, you know, started with Arch Manning. I think he's number one, and I'm sure we'll get into that with the reasons uh, being. Uh, Anthony Hill, linebacker edge at Denton Ryan. Uh, Ruben Owens, running back at El Campo. Uh, John Tay Cook, wide receiver at DeSoto. And then uh, Jaden Chapman, offensive lineman at, and Colleen Harker Heights were the five I went with. Look, you could have listed 10, but, you know, five guys. Um, and, yeah, very for me, uh, starting this, look, Arch is one, obviously, because I always, when I think about Texas football recruiting, I always go back to Chris Sims' recruitment for Texas. When Mac Brown got to Texas, um, the program was inconsistent, right? And some would consider down. I mean, I don't know if down was the right term. They'd just been to the Sugar Bowl, but inconsistent, Um and there was a national perception lacking with Texas at that time. And, and, and I'm sure if you talk to Matt Brown, Tim Brewster, and those guys, they, they acknowledged that and they knew that. Um, and when Chris Sims flipped from Tennessee to Texas and Texas, you know, had him on campus, then he committed to Tennessee where Phil wanted him to go. And then he ends up flipping from Phil Fulmer in Tennessee, who were, were really talented a team, a top 10 team perennially at that time. That flipped instantly flipped the perception of Texas football and where Texas was likely going to head under Matt Brown. Um, Arch Manning is, you know, I had Quinn Ewers in, in that department before he graduated from high school, early went to Ohio State. Now he's back at Texas. So I think that's a little different. But, but Arch Manning and Quinn wasn't that name, right? Arch Manning, Chris Sims, those names carry so much weight, just like Eli Manning almost going to Texas out of high school, even though recruiting coverage is so different back then. People may not have even known it. But uh, Arch Manning to Texas would carry so much perception nationally in the state of Texas, in the Southeast region for the Longhorns, especially heading into the SEC. Um, having Archie in the program, having Peyton and Eli talking about the program, following the program, Archie, Cooper, everybody around the program would be such a huge win for Steve Sarkeesian and the University of Texas. I think it would go a long way in changing uh, maybe a perception of the Texas program that's out there right now. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question that he would be number one on my list as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, 
like it or not, and, and as good as a Ruben Owens or Cedric Baxter or Anthony Hill, any of those guys are, and we know they are. They're, they're very, very talented. Um, quarterbacks are the ones that go 1-1, right? Yep. They're pick number one of round one in, what, 80% of NFL drafts or something like that. So it makes sense. And I think, you know, you follow football long enough, everybody understands uh, what position. And even then you bring uh, factors into it, like his name, you know, yes where he is, uh, you know, so well-known and, and so highly ranked. And, and, you know, and he's, look, got two, he's got two uncles that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and a and grandfather by, that's, gonna be in the pro, or that's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. By the way, Bobby, in the NIL era, he, he, he lifts all boats. Yeah. Too. I mean, there's a lot on the line, I mean, uh, in this recruitment for Texas. And it's obvious they feel good about it. They're not recruiting any other quarterbacks heavily. In the class now, neither is Alabama. Neither is Alabama, by the way. So it'll be interesting to, because they have Alabama still has an offer. Chris Vizina, the stud quarterback in state, looks like he may head to Notre Dame. Um, Georgia's offered a couple other quarterbacks, so that tells you a little bit. But it's a huge recruitment, uh, obviously for Texas. And you know, then Bobby going down that list a little bit more. Like uh, Anthony Hill, I know people could disagree with that, but look, Denton Ryan has been a a, a program. You know, even though Billy Bowman signs, though, he's committed to Texas at one time, right? Jatavian Sanders, Austin Jordan, Derek Loki, De La Torre. There's been a lot of guys um, that high profile guys that, that have gone to Texas from Denton Ryan. And this is one of those recruitments that Texas has been very much in it for a long time. And, and you look at Anthony Hill and it's such an interesting recruitment because um, Oklahoma under Brent Venables is they're recruiting there. We've talked about it last time. Brent Venables recruited Dallas for years at Oklahoma. They're going to recruit Dallas harder than the prior staff. And that's saying something. And I mentioned that in the article, that's saying something now, but I, I do get that feeling from Oklahoma recruiting in the DFW area. Um, and then you have Texas A&M targeting John Tay Cook and Anthony Hill in Dallas after really cleaning up in Houston last year. So there's, there's from a perception standpoint, is Anthony Hill a better linebacker than a Samaj Burrell? I'm not sure that's the case, but I, from a recruiting standpoint where perception does matter, that it's a, it, it's an impactful recruitment. I think, I think you're mentioning something that you and I have talked about off offline that some people would be probably be interested in, in hearing A&M cleaned up in Houston last year. Yeah, I mean, absolutely cleaned up. We all know that. I mean, you and I followed this a long time. We're both originally from the Houston area. We we get it. Te Texas can't be squeezed out of Houston and Dallas. No, right? That would be that would be an absolute uh, wreck. But I don't think they are. No. So, and, and I also think that it, that they can bounce back like a rubber ball. Yeah. Uh, because Texas has it is the state university. Uh, highest ranked academic school of the group. There's Look, a lot it, of things going for it. And Bobby, uh, we all know that if, if the wins happen on the field this year, a, a lot of those perception, the perception is cured. But right now you're battling that perception because Steve Sarkeesian went five and seven. And so this year coming up, if you go out and win nine games this year, the perception instantly changes. I mean, that's just the way of the world and recruiting. Um, and, and look, it's 
we talked about Arch Manning. Quinn Ewers goes in. If he's a good player, and if you say, okay, he wins the job, he's a really good player at Texas, that changes perception too. I mean, so perception is – recruiting is all perception in so many ways, um, unless you're Nick Saban, right? <laughs> unless, right? You know, Kirby Smart in Georgia had to fight the perception for a while, right? That Kirby couldn't win the big game, couldn't get over the – the same things Matt Brown had to battle at Texas, right? Even though he's getting top players. So there's perception all over the place in recruiting, and Texas just needs wins on the field. i tell you what, you, you mentioned something while we were talking about um, uh, those, those two previous players, Arch Manning and Anthony Hill, that I want to uh, uh, capitalize or, or, or speak to. And it was very interesting. You made a little bit of a parallel um, – between John Makovic's tenure, right, that led into um, Mac Brown's, that for people that don't, that, you know, aren't 50 plus like me, I guess is the best way to put it. They don't remember that. But that Makovic went to the Sugar Bowl, lost it next yep. year, had a bad year, lost his job. Tom Herman, two, three years ago now, mm -hmm. went to the Sugar Bowl, next year, lost his job, or two years later, lost his job. Um, in comes Steve Sarkeesian. So there are some parallels that, that we need to mention there that I think that I just find interesting as, a, as an observer. It, it, I, I'll point. tell you, more parallels to that, Bobby, is it, it's a little different timeline because of how the first year for Sark went. But, you know, Matt Brown came in with Ricky Williams and he won the Heisman, right? If Bijan Robinson in year two has, the, has that type of year, not saying he's going to win the Heisman, but there are there is star power in Austin right now. Bijan Xavier Worthy has that ability. Obviously, he's a sophomore, and that star power. If you win along with that star power, and those guys are big impacts in that winning, which they would have to be on this team, and they start to get the national attention. It's amazing what that does for your program. Ruben Owens, uh, one of your guys. Uh, the difference between you and me, I'm. I think Ruben Owens is a, a bellwether of sorts, to yep. your point, right? That I think that he matters from a perception standpoint. Cedric Baxter, the kid out of Orlando, is phenomenal too. Yeah. And so I just I feel like Texas needs with Bijan Robinson and, and Roshan Johnson. Bijan Robinson most likely gone. Right. Roshan Johnson definitely gone next year. Texas is going to need another back to pair with Jonathan Brooks, who I think is you know, is really, really good and really talented. Um, but they've got to get somebody big time that can actually carry the rock a bunch and uh, has that physical nature. And, and Owens and Baxter are both A1 level dudes, right? Right. No question. And, and, and they're, they're interesting guys to take a look at because, look, on three has Baxter number one running back in the country. It goes back and forth, right? So you can argue who's actually going to be the better player long term. We'll see. On that, it, they're interesting from a recruiting standpoint, though, Bobby, because, um, you know, it, it's one there. It's a big recruitment for Tashar Choice with with, with Ruben Owens being an in-state guy. And the difference in those recruitments is Ruben Owens burst onto the scene at El, Camp, at El Campo as a freshman. He's been talked about in the state of Texas as the next great running back, fair or not, for the last three years. And then he goes out and rushes for 3,000 yards last year in El Campo, gets uh, deep in the playoffs, maybe farther than they've been in many, many years. Um, and then he's out there on social media, right? He, he's been linked to the Arch Manning recruitment, right? He's 
friends with all these other top guys. So again, it goes to perception. Who's going to be the better out of him and Cedric Baxter? Time will tell. They're both really talented guys. From a perception standpoint, though, uh, if Ruben Owens doesn't go to Texas, I think most people know where he's probably going. If yeah. Cedric Baxter doesn't go to Texas, he's probably going to Florida, Florida State, maybe, uh, you know, maybe uh, Georgia, right? Yeah. So it, it, the difference if you don't get the player is more significant with Ruben Owens than Baxter, but Texas absolutely needs to get one of them. And to your point, what a great spot to show our choices walking into. Maybe has the best running back in the country. Oh, and that guy's going pro after this year. So he can sell the Baxter and Ruben Owens opportunity. That doesn't mean Jonathan Brooks isn't a good player. That doesn't mean Jaden Blue doesn't have a lot of talent. But he can sell opportunity. I, I think that's a great way to put it. I think you just really encapsulated it well. Um, Jonte Cook was another guy in DFW that you were talking about. Yeah, you know, and Jonte is similar to Ruben Owens. He was really good at a young age. He was a starting slot receiver at DeSoto as a freshman in high school. At DeSoto, that stuff, you know, so he's been on the seven-on-seven recruiting radar. He's one of those, I'm not saying he's a Pied Piper guy, but he's a very popular guy. All the other kids know who he is. Does that mean he's going to be better than Jaquez Petaway, who's a quiet kid who works a job, runs track, isn't out there on social media much? No. But again, it, with Jonte Cook, I think there's a sting from the Evan Stewart recruitment, right? And Jonte Cook, the first time I went to Soto, just on him, it, it, it's interesting how recruiting changes. I, I talked to two staff members at the Soto. They said, oh, he wants to go to Oklahoma. Then when I talked to John, they said, yeah, Oklahoma was my favorite growing up. They didn't offer as early then. So they're not really in the picture. Um, it looked like it was Texas versus the nation. Now it looks like it's Texas versus A&M. And, you know, he just visited LSU. He'll go to all those visits. He's been to Louisville. He's not going to Louisville, but he's going to make the trips. Uh, but again, these are just where we're headed with the move to the SEC, especially te for Texas and Oklahoma. These recruiting battles with Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M, I believe we're going to reach an intensity level that we haven't seen for how many years? I mean, since the last days of A&M being in the Big 12, right? I mean, we're about to re reach a fever pitch with some of these recruiting battles where the winners have those kids out there recruiting on social media who are very strong in the social media world and have a presence, and it does matter. That's interesting. You know, we're going to, I'll put up a list here at the end of this to yep. try to show everybody the guys we're talking about. It's very interesting. I didn't put a, a wide receiver on my list, Right. there's so and, many, and, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, because I'm thinking from a must get perspective, you know, there, there are a lot of good receivers out there, but mm -hmm. from a, pers a, a perception perspective, there's no question that you're right. And I, and I, I understand where you're going with it. And, and um, to your point, to your point, Bobby, we could, we both think Ryan Niblett may be the guy in Texas after his senior year. Right. And he's probably going to Alabama unless something changes. So he's not really a guy that I was considering for this. And because he also has, he just burst on the radar as a junior in high school, a program that had been down and didn't have as many players come through. Uh, but he's a hell of a talent. Now he is a hell of a talent. I mean, Nick Saban went to see one guy in person in yeah. January. And it was him and Petaway's right down the street. Yeah. So that tells you that Niblet's talent level. Yeah. There's, there's no question. I, you see where I'm coming from though yes. on receiver. I, I feel like, I, I feel that, that 
there are some that are really close to one another mm -hmm. this year. And so it's hard to pick out one for me. Whereas you're, I see where you're going with Jonte Cook's the biggest name on the board in yeah. that regard. Um, the last one you put up was Jaden Chapman, uh, the offensive lineman from Colleen area, Harker Heights. Uh, you know, wh where are you at on him? Uh, why did you add him to this list? That sort of thing. I, I thought long and hard about that last one. And, and I went with Chapman because. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh, for three reasons, really. One, Texas was the first school to offer him. So give credit to Kyle Flood for identifying a guy from that's not far from home and offering him before Baylor did, right? I mean, offering him before Oklahoma, well before Alabama and A&M, who just recently offered him. Um, they got him on campus quickly. Uh, he's been on campus multiple times. So he was a guy for Texas before he was ever nationally ranked by on three or anybody else. Now he's a top 100 level kid in the country. And so that was one. And then two, this is one of those recruits that I look at and, and I'm like, okay, so Texas fans have said offensive line issues for a decade, right? And uh, the future of the offensive line, I think, was shored up in the 2022 class. I mean, I don't care if whether people agree on Banks' ranking, Devon Campbell's ranking, anything else. They're going to have multiple NFL draft picks out of that class unless they all get injured, right? So if you came back then and got arguably the best in the state, especially the best guy that can play tackle in the state and a guy you offered early, that would say something about where you're headed on the offensive line under Kyle Flood and Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. I mean, if you back up the 2022 class with the, high, the best on the board in 2023, then you really started something on the offensive line. And, and again, this is a kid now that Oklahoma's targeting in Central Texas. And if you remember, I mean, think back to, we're going to go way back here. Think back to Derek Strait's recruitment, right? I mean, Texas didn't go after him that hard, right? He goes to Oklahoma and he had a big hand in beating Texas. I, I think the last thing you want if you're Texas in the 23 class is for Brent Venables to get a couple of guys from your area that end up beating you on the field and being instrumental beating you on the field. And I think those are big recruitments for Texas. I've got a bigger one than Derek Strait. And he's from Colleen, and that's Tommy Harris. Tommy Harris is a huge one. Yeah, but now, this, this is where Mac Brown flipped it with yes. Roy Miller. Roy Miller, yep. Out of Shoemaker. So I, I get that. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, but Chapman may not be an OU-Texas battle, right? I mean, he's also looking at Alabama and some others. Yeah. So it's not so much – I think that what I would say to you, I agree about the perception and then being able to beat somebody – head-to-head -head like that, uh, a major program like Alabama, and also with a, a, an elite player. But I think you hit on something that I, that I, when I constructed my list, mm -hmm. which was more than five players, to be fair. I mean, I, I, I sit here and I wrote down like 10 names. I, I didn't count them, but I actually constructed quite a few of them from Central Texas. Mm -hmm. And that's because you've got to be strong in your own backyard, in my opinion. 100%. Right? And so, I mean – 
I, I'm not only am I, do I agree with Jaden Chapman, but I don't think you can afford to lose Colton Vosick. Mm-hmm. Is it Westlake, whose dad played at Texas? Last thing you want him to be is another Brockemeyer that goes there to Alabama. Right. By the way, they're not on the, they're not going to start this year or anything. Doesn't right. look like it. But my point being, the last thing you want is to have that perception, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you want Colton Vosick. You've offered, you know, you need to get the deal done. Staying in Central Texas, you have, and this is the one that you and I, we love as a player. We just don't know where he's going to school is Darian Gallette. Right. Out of Marlin, right? Yeah. I mean, he can go anywhere he wants to in the country, right? But it's very close to Texas and Texas A&M from, from a, that perspective. Bravion Rogers at LaGrange. Yep. 60, 70 miles away, yep. right? From like 80, I don't, I don't know the exact number, but um, I've driven that. And then McCall Harrison Pilot from Temple. Yep. Yeah. And add in a guy like Ruin, Oben, Ruin Owens from El Campo. Alton Brooks and Shiner. That, there you go. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily – Brooks is enough of a lean to A&M that I didn't think to put him on this list. But my point is you, you've got to protect the, the motherland, so to speak. Well, and, 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 and I agree with you, Bobby, and to your point, think about the population explosion in Central Texas since you and I got into the business, since the Matt Brown years at Texas. I mean, there are more prospects – in the area and there's going to be more prospects in the area so to your point and i agree with you um you have to win a lot of those battles so those kids you know it's tough or it's interesting throw vosick out right but with the population explosion in austin you look at an ian reed a kid like ian reed his family's from ohio right his dad was a soccer so a lot of the kids that are coming up in the austin area aren't originally from texas but you still have to win those recruiting battles you still got to Keep those kids close to home. Ethan Burke a year ago. Correct. Not not originally from Texas. Nope. Comes into to Austin Westlake. That point, Texas. exactly. Yeah. I think that's that's a good point. The other area that I thought Texas did well in last year and needs to continue to do well in is Arlington. Right? So they've already got a commitment from Jameel Johnson. They need to they they need to win, they need to win that long term. Yeah. Uh, the tight end. Lafayette Kway, I think he's a terrific prospect. Um, I thought Texas did a great job, Jeff Banks did, of getting in on him early, right? Um, those guys, to me, along with JV and Toviano, the, the, the corner, they're, those three are in Arlington. Texas did well last year with Devon Campbell and some other guys uh, that, that signed with Texas. They need to keep that up. And then just to the west is the linebacker that I actually think is – you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to play him up too much, but it's Samaj Burrell at North Crowley. Hell of a player. Um, and I, I think that as I'm looking at it and piecing it together, my list is, is a little bit different. I don't know that um, – I, I think that you're right about the cachet, right, the perception. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you get Arch Manning, and then you start getting all these other big-name players, and all of a sudden you're competing for the number one recruiting class – instead of the number five recruiting class. Right. And, and that's where you're. Yeah. And, and I agree. And by, by the way, I agree. So here's the thing on Toviano. Uh, I spent 30 minutes with him a few weeks ago at Arlington Martin at an event. And he, him and Burrell are where I think they're extremely important recruits for Texas is when you talk to those guys, they both come across as professionals. 
not professional football players, just professionals at a young age, right? You, you know what I'm talking about? You talk to some of these kids and you're like, Hmm, this guy kind of gets what it's kind of gets at an early age and he's got a maturity about him. And there are certain guys that I think profile well to Texas. And, and those are two guys that really, I think do. Um, and I think both those guys will, you know, Burrell's coming in on the 26th. I think those guys are going to mesh really well. Uh, I think Toviano was a big Oklahoma lean until the coaching change. Then he's taken two steps back. He was on campus uh, late January. He's coming back, I believe in April. Um, but if he's coming back, that means he had pretty good feelings when he left in January. If it didn't go well, he wouldn't be coming back. So, you know, those are two huge recruitments for Texas uh, because I think their maturity level as prospects, I, you know, you like they check a lot of boxes and they're from some that I-20 area in Texas. I look living in South Florida for five years, traveling around the country, Wilmer to Mansfield is about as talented as anywhere in the country now on I-20 in football and basketball. We can talk about basketball for an hour on this too. It is just one of those areas that is so talented. And to your point, whether it's Arlington ISD, whether it was Cedar Hill when Joey McGuire was there, were some big wins for Texas at the time, even though those guys didn't pan out to be NFL players. DeSoto. Duncanville. Uh, Duncanville now. I mean, Lancaster, um, you know, and you think back to Bobby, when you started this business, how big was Dallas Carter in recruiting? How bad did Texas want to get? Why did Mac hire Bruce Chambers? Yeah. Now, you and I are on the same page. I, I think I think where Texas is going with this this recruiting class is interesting to both of us because it, it could be a true national class. It could be a national sp- class with some some regional splash. I mean, there's just a, a number of different ways to go. My my feeling, though, is, you know, I, I think that Arch Manning is a big piece of it. Um, but it's Texas has set it up that way. What's that? Texas has set it up that way. They haven't offered another quarterback. <laughs> right. No, I mean, and so they're 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 all in, I think, is, is a fair way to say. Um, my, my point, though, is I think if Texas – and to your point, adding Ian Reed to this, if they domino on the guys within a hundred miles mm-hmm. of campus, that's a pretty stout list, Jerry. Yes. Much yes. more stout than what it normally would be. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That? Yeah, hundred percent. And, and the way I look at the Texas recruiting in this class is, um, you know, like your, like your point was, if you win, like those five names I threw out there, actually take Chapman off those four names I threw out there. If Texas wins half of those battles, then they've won the perception battle in the class, right? If you win arts, that's a totally different deal, right? There's a reason Nick Saban's going after him so hard. It's a, that's a totally different deal. But the other three guys, especially in that DFW area, I think DFW is so impactful in 2023 because of Brent Venables. Uh, being at Oklahoma and the move to the SEC and what that's creating and recruiting again. But to your point, if you only get two of those four guys and then you you win in syntax area, in, in that area, and, and you evaluate well in the other areas, you win enough in DFW, you're going to sign a top 10 class. And if you back up a top five class with a top 10 class and fill needs at linebacker, edge, and some of those other places, then you've done your job as a staff. The difference is, do you end up having a chance at the number one class, which takes you to another level uh, nationally in recruiting? Then you then you sign somebody like Jalen Hale, potentially out of East Texas, or 
Johnny Shaw, or sorry, Johnny Shaw, Jamal Shaw, Jamal Shaw out of uh, uh, out of uh, uh, the Golden Triangle, come down to Houston, possibly a, a Jaquez Petaway. You're starting to mix and match with the, the rest of the, the, the state. By, um, by the way, by, by the way, Bobby, uh, I just got a text two minutes ago, um, and I'll and I'll write something. This will make it the inside text before he posts this. But Jamal Shaw just hit me back. He's he's coming in on the 26th, so he's officially moved to a guy they really really like, which we've been telling you about on Inside Texas. If you're a subscriber, that's great. Yeah, no, that's that's going to be a we we've got the list uh, uh, available online right now for for those that are uh, un, unaware. Yeah, for the kids coming in on the March 26th weekend that we're aware of, as well yep. as the April 2nd weekend as well. And as we said, that list is going to continue to grow. Look, there's one more guy added to it today. There'll be 10 more guys added. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll be on top of it. All right, uh, Jerry, uh, as always, big play, big big thanks for joining us. Uh, kind of going over the must-get recruits or the, the theories behind why we're saying what we're saying on Inside Texas as it is right now uh, for Jerry Hamilton. I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for listening to On Texas Football.